was Sushi is What I Want by Lil Nas X. It introduces Frenchman Arnaud Le Debeur, who trained in a Michelin-style restaurant in Bordeaux. These days, he produces some of Melbourne's finest sushi at Uminono in Puran. There, Arnaud specialises in premium takeaway sushi boxes and has a six-seater lunch bar that needs to be booked weeks in advance. This September, Arnaud will team with Plan Japan to host an insider's tour of Tokyo's most exclusive and impossible-to-book sushi restaurants. Reporter Veronica Matheson asked Arnaud how a French chef becomes a sushi star. Arno, you're a Frenchman who worked in Michelin star restaurants in Europe, yet you're now creating some of the finest sushi in Melbourne. Why the switch? Um, I was always very interested by sushi uh, since I'm a kid. After that, I did an internship in a Michelin star restaurant in Bordeaux, and I had the opportunity to go work with a sushi chef. And uh, I guess from that, I really got the passion, and I. After this uh, short experience, I went back working to uh, more uh, French cuisine. But I was keeping doing sushi at home, uh, keeping uh, practicing just for family and friends. And uh, I, th- I guess one day I was just a bit bored of what I was doing at work. And uh, I felt it was uh, time for me to make the move and uh, try my chance in doing sushi. <laughs> and what is it about sushi that is so special? Um, well, I really enjoy uh, working with uh, with fish, with a whole fish. Uh, every fish are very different. Um, the process of aging the fish, processing the like from a small fish to a very big one, different tastes, different flavors. Uh, um, the origin of the fish it's, uh, it's it's quite fascinating. Now, for listeners who don't know a great deal about sushi, how would you briefly describe the various styles? When we talk about sushi, it's important to understand there's a few uh, criteria which make like which defines a good sushi. Uh, there would be the quality of your rice, the such as like a temperature of the rice when you serve it, uh, the seasoning of the rice uh, with the vinegar you put inside. Um, there would be then the fish itself. Uh, there would be how much you press the rice with the fish. There would be the uh, if you dry edge the fish or not. There would be what kind of sauce, what kind of soy sauce you put, or if you put a little topping on it. So there's a lot of different uh, variables that can uh, make a sushi just average or amazing. And where do you source these um, ingredients from? Our rice is coming from the north of Japan. It's a very specific uh, rice for sushi. And uh, for the fish, we are working with Oceania Seafood. It's a wholesale uh, supplier in Melbourne run by a Japanese um, and um, they are, I would say they are the best for sashimi grade fish in Melbourne. They really know what they are doing and they really supply uh, the best. At the moment, I mean, you're beautifully presented. Sushi comes in boxes. I guess that started because of um, COVID. How is it going now? COVID was uh, something that helped me to adapt my business. I had to adapt my business and um, it was uh, for the best at the end, I think. Uh, before COVID, I was doing private dining. Private dining at home, doing sushi, dinner for people. I had a very high demand during the weekends, but during weekdays, I was not getting any income. So 
actually a few months before COVID, I was already working on uh, making some uh, sushi box to just being able to target more people. And well, I guess with COVID, it was time to stop the private dining and focus uh, only on the on the takeaway box. And uh, I guess what make us a bit more popular was the idea of um, working 100% on a premium sushi box, full-on sushi box with the best, like was everything is takeaway, but we still use the best ingredient you will find in any uh, good sushi, good sushi restaurant in Melbourne. And it obviously worked. Yes, yeah, we have a very high demand uh, during COVID, during the lockdown. We were often fully booked uh, three, four weeks in advance. Uh, we still have a very high demand. Terrific. And you actually can, the boxes can be picked up from inside the St. Edmund's Cafe in Pran, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So we only do pick up because we are a very small business and um, actually to be able to offer fresh sushi, like good quality. So only pick up, we are located inside St. Edmund's Cafe. Um, so it was to be, supposed to be just a pop-up. Uh, looks like it's uh, happening to be a, a long-term pop-up. We've been here for one year now. And we're very happy with uh, our location, so we might be there for a bit more time. And you also have a tiny lunch space there. Tell me about that. Yeah, correct. We have a six-seat um, sushi bar. So we only serve uh, shirashi. So shirashi is uh, it's a bowl with uh, fresh sushi rice, and uh, we serve you a slice of fish on the top. Uh, only six-seat, so we only offer a uh, three-option menu. Um, it's very quick. You come in, eat within uh, one hour. Uh, it's uh, very relaxed. We, my idea with this one was being able to offer a very relaxed experience to the customers. Um, many people just work hard during the day, during the week. And uh, when you come with us for lunch, uh, it's just uh, one hour where you can have a break, forget about your stress, everything at work. Just one hour, we talk together. You you watch us making the food for you, and uh, yeah, it's a good little escape during your day. What a lovely idea! And I guess it's very exclusive. Do you have people wanting to come who can't come because you're already booked out? Yes, we for the lunch we're actually usually fully booked uh, three weeks in advance, three to four weeks in advance. Wow, it's. Uh, quite difficult to book, I have to admit. With only six seats and we only do two seatings a day. So yeah, it can be a little bit frustrating for customers, I understand. <laughs> but it's a special occasion when they actually get there, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's always a special moment. Now, I'm curious to know how you came to settle in Australia and especially in the southern city of Melbourne. <laughs> what happened? How did you find your way here? That was about six years ago, a bit more than six years ago. Um, my wife and I were looking to travel a bit, have a bit of uh, adventure before to settle our life in Europe. And um, I guess we, we were coming to Australia with the idea of you know, like every backpackers coming with the idea of uh, walking a few months, then then uh, having a nice trip. And uh, on our second day, we already had a full-time job. And from that, on day three, we we're already starting uh, just another life on the other side of the world. Wow. And um, it's something you're here to stay, are you? Yes. Well, look, if uh, Australian government is happy to grant me a visa, I will be more than happy to stay in this country. Oh, so what's happening at the moment? You have to keep on applying for a visa, do you? Yes, we are waiting. So it can be a little bit frustrating, you know, when you do a lot. I think I'm 
well, a good part of the protective in the community. And uh, I can also think like after nearly seven years in this country, we kind of deserve uh, to stay here permanently. Fingers crossed on that. Um, yes. But uh, now, uh, come September this year, you'll be leading a guided, or be part of a guided tour to Japan to dine at some of the most exclusive sushi restaurants in Tokyo. Have you actually been to Tokyo before? No, so that would be the surprising point. I never had the opportunity to go to Japan before. People are a bit in a shock when I say that. I try to tell them after they had my food, it's better usually. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like when you, when I was in France, I was uh, just a young chef. Since the last six years that I've been in Australia, uh, most of the time when I had some free time, you know, you just go back to Europe, visit your family. And uh, as you know, the two last years were a bit difficult to travel anywhere. Finally, in uh, September, we I'm going to Japan. I'm doing a collaboration with a company called Plan Japan, luxury tour organizer. It's something very exclusive where with they get you to the most unique place in Japan and they make sure you really discover Japan in a way like you know when you travel to a country you always wish you had some local people with you to get you to the best places to the uh, hidden gems well this is what is going to happen with Plan Japan. So now these restaurants did you know about them beforehand? Obviously like most of the places that we're going it's any sushi chef will know about them especially one of the restaurants we're going with. It's a place I was always very um, curious to eat at. Uh, other like sushi chef refers him as the king of the dry aging fish. He's a Michelin star restaurant and uh, he's using very uh, specific skills and uh, he's the best, the best in uh, his way. Oh, that would be a great experience. And I'm told these restaurants are so exclusive that you can't buy your way into them and that you need to know the chef or have a history with them. Is that the case? It obviously is. Yeah, actually, you, you need a lot of, um, how would you say that? You need a lot of uh, contact. It's, I guess it's very hard to get a booking. It's not like you, they don't have a website where you can uh, book a seat. You have to know someone that will introduce you to them. So usually by eating at one restaurant, becoming friends with one chef, maybe this other restaurant can help you book into a new place. And there you go. You can, from one place, you can go to another one. And then you make uh, your contact. Uh, yeah, it's quite exclusive. Oh, I bet you're excited about that. Very excited, yes. Yeah. It's going to be a unique experience. Of course it will be. Um, I know many people are nervous to try sushi, as it is so different from Western-style food. What would you say to them? Um, if you go in a place where, they, where you know they're serving you good sushi, just give it a try, give it a go. Oftentimes I have uh, people coming with a friend or a partner who... They are eating at, at lunch in front of me. They tell me straight away they are afraid of sushi or it's not something that they like. I know exactly what to serve them. Uh, I know how to surprise them. And every time, every time they end up saying like, uh, they realize like uh, sushi is actually amazing. The, if it's well made, if it's well prepared, it's really exquisite. It's, it's very special. Um, is there anything about French cooking that you really miss? I would say like, yeah, like uh, French cooking, you know, we're quite uh, famous for our sauce, the way we do the, all the sauces. Um, that was actually a section I was working on when I was uh, in French restaurant. And uh, that's one thing that uh, you don't have in a uh, sushi. That's something that I try to bring some time on the sushi, like uh, not specifically a sauce, but like a little topping, like uh, just complement the sushi with uh, by pairing with uh, 
little sauce or something a little seasoning it's always very light what do you sort of sometimes think oh i'd love to have you know beef bourgogne or whatever yeah uh some people might not be very happy with that but a good uh, foie gras is always the yeah. best thing you can have you know yeah with a glass of white wine foie gras is quite amazing but it does, it stays in your stomach for a long time doesn't it yeah you, you have to not be too uh how you say that you have to take it easy just be reasonable don't eat too much of it otherwise later it's a bit hard yes don't yeah. realize that a little goes a long way yes now, finally, um, Arno, your sushi business in Paran, in St. Edmunds Road, it's called Yumi No No. Is that correct yeah. how you say yeah. it? Yeah, Yumi No No. Yes, correct. Yumi No No. Why yes. have you got that name? I think that was my brother who came up with the name. Uh, that was like a few years ago. I was, we were just talking about my idea of creating my sushi business. And uh, one day just talking about how, how should I call the business? And uh, my brother just... So Nono is my nickname. And uh-huh. My first name is Arno, and Nono is uh, my nickname from my family, friends, since I'm a baby. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, Umi uh, means the ocean, the sea. And uh, my brother knows how much I love the ocean since I'm a kid. And uh, he just told me randomly, why don't you try to translate uh, ocean and uh, see whatever it says and put it with your name. And here you go. Yeah. We what came up with Omi no no. I like it. Why not? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a terrific name. It looks like from now on I'll have to call you No No. <laughs> yes, exactly. Please. That was French chef Arnaud Le Debeur with Veronica Matheson. To find out more about Omi no no, visit uminono.com.au. To learn more about the Plan Japan's exclusive tour of Tokyo's top sushi restaurants, go to planjapan.com.au. You're listening to The Travel Writers Show.